Hello and welcome to the third episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite baseball podcast about your favorite division in baseball. Brandon, what a day it has been. It has been quite a day. You know, what's the nice surprise about this day was that I ended up spending like 75% of it with you. That's true. Honestly, we have spent so much. I don't think we've spent spent or talked this much since I've left Los Angeles combined, to be honest. I don't think so. I think if you compi- compiled all of our baseball texts from the last four months, <laughs> yeah. it would equal the amount of time we spent today. Yeah. So uh, we should probably just give everybody a rundown about what they're about to listen to because it's a little bit of a jumbled mess. Honestly, it's not, it's not a jumbled mess. It, it drops. It's not jumbled. No, no. You wouldn't even know, I think. I think we just want to be honest and open with everyone. Yes. And just kind of let everybody know, I already tweeted a picture of us from our first record this morning. Um, full uh, full context, this is our fourth time trying to record part of this, this podcast. This is our fourth time trying to <laughs> trying to finish up. We, we have a, we have a uh, 60% one done right now yes. but we need to add which that is what you're going to listen to is the 60 percent one that you'll you'll have a little yeah. bit uh going to but yeah so full full disclosure brandon and i started recording initially we had some mic trouble on your end you're in nashville right now i don't know if we yep. mentioned that at, with what's remaining in the podcast but uh you're visiting your your family in nashville for my dad's birthday yes for, that's correct for your dad's birthday and we're not going to mention the the birthday gift but we will mention it no. on next week's podcast after next week passed. we'll talk about it yes yeah. and he's turning a, a a young middle-aged age we've also determined an undisclosed age i don't think he would mind but you know what let's just keep it diplomatic here and just say it's a good age i don't think he would yes. mind but you know what yes it's a parent age yeah it's a parent age you know more than an appropriate parent age um mm-hmm. what else yeah so we had some mic trouble on your end getting used to that there's some crackle and popping so we stopped the initial record no snap no there snap. was not a snap <laughs> no snap no serial sounds um so snap and crackle fine we'll make it all three it was a snap and crackle and pop um and we stopped the initial record probably what 15 or 20 minutes in would you say Sure. Yeah. I don't remember anymore. It all blurred yeah. together. So we did one full intro and then we were like, okay, we got to get, we got to cut back on the snap, snap, crackle and pop. Stopped, retook the intro, went about 45 minutes probably. Yeah. And when then the snap came back, and then this maybe sn- a crackle, maybe a pop. It's hard to say, honestly. And it turns out it had been there for the whole episode. So Brandon and I took a little breather. He had some work to do. I took a nap, watched some YouTube videos, kind of just uh, dicked around, watched, watched some TV. Um, and then came back on and recorded the third full episode. Now that is, you'll hear probably the last seventy five percent of it. I think is that is that right, Brandon? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So turns out that we, based on my bad recommendation, because the crack, snap, crackle, and pop started again. I said, Brandon, unplug the microphone, plug it back in. It should be fine. Um, relying too much on my uh, audio, clearly not expertise, my audio experience though. And it turned out that it cut all of Brandon's record for the intro and just started back up after we had done two segments, I think. Uh, something like that. So yeah, so we had some fun. We had some fun, loose segments talking about the Conforto hit by pitch we had from the prior weekend but you know what i think we we salvage what we could salvage and you know i think it's still pretty good it is good it is good i it is 9 30 p.m on tuesday i think this record would be from five o'clock 5 15 when do we start recording 4 30 east coast time yeah we, we started recording this one was uh yeah about 5 p.m Eastern. yeah time, so yeah. brandon made some predictions in what you're about to hear that like truly became accurate and correct within two or three hours you called i mean i won't spoil it but you'll hear and also if you watch the marlins braves game you'll have a little context as to what i'm talking about um and it's allowed me to be able to watch this marlins game you watched your mets win a couple right 
Yeah, well, the Mets won the first game of the. Uh, wait, am I ruining the this? doubleheader? No, I mean I don't think we talked. About, I think we just talked about the doubleheader, right? Yeah, we that talked about fun. the doubleheader. Mets won the first one. VR walk off, not spoiling anything. Second one's going on now. Little pitchers duel between Nolan Stroman. You love it. You love to see it. I'm glad Stroman was able to get back out there too after his disappointing Sunday. So that's good to hear. Yeah, he's he's as fidgety and as amped up as possible. You love it. You love it. So, um, so the only the only thing was that we invented a segment called Dun Dun, where Brandon and I had to act as though we were two lawyers in court arguing over whether Conforto intended to stick his arm out and if, if it affected the game. Um, well, I mean, obviously it affected the game, but I guess if he stuck his arm out and if it was intentional or not. And then we were going to have the Twitter audience vote on whose argument was more successful and the loser would have to do the hot sauce. Now, you're not going to hear any of that. I have to do the hot sauce. I have to do a shot of hot sauce. Now, you're not going to hear any of that, but you will hear that referenced, I think. And also, here's the lovely intro that I made for it. You are about to enter the courtroom. The people are real. The cases are real. The rulings are final. This is... So if there's any reference to us stealing any Judge Judy sound effects that come on later in the show, that's what that's uh, referring to. You know what? What I'll say is it it was a good segment. I won the segment, so I think if anything, <laughs> you cut the audio and you lied to me. Yeah, I'm just like say. pulling and pulling wires and cutting stuff in the back when you're not paying attention. But all right, Brandon, I think that's enough of an intro. So you're going to ju- be jumped right into a conversation that Brandon and I were having about Jacob Degrom and not getting the proper run support, and also a little Trevor Rogers talk, a little Jazz Chisholm talk. You know, just just normal stuff. Anything else, Brandon? Before we get out of here, hey, welcome to the podcast. This is how we live now. <laughs> this is it. All right, enjoy. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's really frustrating. And if you're a Mets fan, you got to just be a little worried about that. I think also we do have to remember, Brandon, not to toot my own Marlins horn, but toot toot, you were going against Trevor Rogers, who is uh, the hardest throwing lefty in the game right now, at least it's from a starting pitching perspective. Yeah, I mean, uh, Rogers and uh, uh, Nick Neidert. Yes, Neidert. Nick Neidert. Nick Nieder, Nick Nieder, great mustache. Nieder, but both of them were were very impressive, and they were just absolutely going after hitters, unafraid of of this what looks like a stacked Mets lineup on paper. Yeah, just totally unafraid, going after these guys, fucking pumping. Sorry, excuse me, I cursed. Just pumping. You can say a little, get a little nasty. Get a little nasty. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that's something that they emphasize in their post game press conferences too, is intentionally attacking the zone. I know Trevor Rogers talked about how he was getting a little too. Uh, the motion was getting a little too quick. He was kind of getting a little antsy in that first inning against the Cardinals in his first start, but then he started to get his, his rhythm back, find out what he was, what he excelled at and, and working on that. And then not being afraid to attack the zone, which I think was incredibly effective. Listen, from a Marlins perspective, it felt very sweet to see Conforto strike out three times in his first three at bats, the game following his little, uh, his little wing incident. Hey, you know what? I'll say this. I'll say, I know the Marlins fans aren't happy with Conforto. Mets fans aren't either. Okay, we booed him in uh, the last game of that series before the rainout. So we're we're letting them have it. You're right there on with your us. Behalf. Listen, so don't worry. About I think it. the most solidarity that we've ever had on not you and me specifically, obviously, this is the most we've ever gone along, Brandon. <laughs> uh, is is this like weird agreement that that shouldn't have happened? That that was not the way. Like the Mets didn't want to win the game that way, and the Marlins obviously didn't want to lose. Like also. Anthony Bass versus Polar Bear Pete, who was uh, who was in the on deck circle after that, is that's you're probably still going to win that game. Bases loaded, two outs. Pete Alonso versus Anthony Bass, who I don't know. I don't know how much of that Marlins Braves game you watched, but Anthony Bass was about six inches away from giving up a grand slam to Ozzy Albie's <laughs> when, when he came in with like that was on Monday night. Yeah, that was yeah last night. Yeah, Monday night. I like truly Adam Duvall like jumped in the air and pulled the ball down from the the warning track, but like 
he was so close to having like a 100.0 ERA on the beginning of the year. It was insane. Yeah, Bass has some big Edwin Diaz energy early on in the season. <laughs> Honestly, big Edwin, big energy. Edwin Diaz energy. Um, but yeah, dude, it it wasn't just our two teams that, that that had a little trouble with the MLB replay. I mean, I think the biggest story coming out of the NL East was that Alec Baum did he touch home plate? Did he not touch home plate? Also, this is a thing that I know I tweeted about this. <laughs> You've all probably heard about my tweets, but uh, but the the throw from Ozuna was a bit of a dribbler. I don't know. Did you? I don't know how much you paid attention to that part of the play, but like Ozuna from left field to Homer, it's just like a ground ball during the last half of the third baseline. Like that was a, a an egregiously bad throw. It had the direction, but it definitely yeah was a little dribbly it dribbled at the end but darno absolutely fantastic job covering the plate sure. and placing his foot right where bohm was sliding so bohm had to go around mm-hmm. it causing him to miss the plate mm-hmm. great work on darno i know obviously the call didn't go their way but but uh he definitely set them up nicely to get that call um yeah i mean first off great series phillies and braves braves showed some life early on yeah um so the braves won the series yeah right? the braves the braves won yeah. the series and would have had the sweep if it wasn't for the the egregiously bad the call at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I th- and I think you and I have discussed this a little bit already, but I, it's it's really just frustrating losing that confidence you have in the MLB replay system because it seems like when you want to rely on it the most and when you think that it'll be the most helpful, especially like this when you I don't even blame the home plate umpire. Like that's a bang bang call at home. That's hard to see. Bohm's foot got so close to the plate but very clearly didn't touch it. And then you just you just see them blow a great opportunity on a on a Sunday night ESPN game when the whole I mean when all of baseball at least is watching two powerhouse teams going at it and then they blow the call. It's really frustrating to watch as a as a baseball fan. Yeah, it, it's two things. A, I mentioned this to you already, but uh the Mets broadcasters during the Conforto play, not to bring that up again, but they weren't even sure if that was a reviewable call. Balls and strikes are not a reviewable call, but even that there's that confusion is annoying and frustrating because we should all understand and know what is reviewable and what is not, A. And then B, the Elms are taking about five minutes to call New York and they still get it wrong. I know. I, that's the thing. And I think I mentioned this to you previously, but like when I was watching the John Birdie replay yesterday, there Birdie stole second, was called safe, upon review was ruled out. They they confirmed on the Marlins broadcast that while they can't do it uh, on a broadcast version of the game, that the people in New York can like synchronize two different camera angles and so they can see like where they are at like from multiple camera angles at the same time. It's like how do you have all of that ability, all of that information and still get the call wrong? And then it's like everybody on Twitter Every, uh, not Marlins reporter, every baseball reporter on Twitter is like, this is awful. This is not good for the game. And it's like, if everybody at home can see it, what what are you, what are you seeing on the screen that we don't see? Here's one thing that I was thinking about is obviously all of us, all of our opinions are also influenced by the broadcast booth that we're watching. So if they say like, oh, that's ridiculous. Fair. And then we go, yeah, that is ridiculous. And then we all tweet about totally it. Then fair. it becomes kind of like this, like becomes a thing whole, uh, I don't know this whole, uh, echo chamber of yes. of everyone's like yeah that is wrong but it's like i guess the people in new york are looking at unbiased i'm not defending the umps at all very upset with their calls this weekend i can't believe How- brandon's getting on here defending umpires again on the podcast joe west First- is my best friend and i'll say it <laughs> <laughs> joe west who might not believe in covid uh did you see that stuff no what is oh that? dude joe west is about i mean we'll 
let's save it. We have a Joe West conversation coming at the end of the podcast. <laughs> a little tease for you. Got to throw but, one Joe West on there. But you got, yeah, you got to get a little teaser. That's broadcast, baby. Um, yeah, dude. And you got to wonder if like these kind of games will cost the the Braves the division in the long run. I know that sounds like I'm being uh, I'm, I'm like exaggerating for for drama, but truthfully, divisions have come down to one or two games before. Absolutely, and if the Phillies yeah. remain as hot as they have been, and the Braves are as competitive as we imagine they'll continue to be. There's a chance that that in some weird world that this game actually comes back to bite them in the ass. Yeah, absolutely. And then I mean, in addition to the Mets Marlins game with Conforto too, I mean, it's possible that. Those two for teams sure. are competing, and then a little less likely for yeah, a little less likely for that. But <laughs> the Marlins <laughs> are probably not in the playoffs, if I'm being completely honest. But yeah, I appreciate Brandon. Listen, I appreciate the sentiment. Right. I I always love the positive Marlins talk. You know that. <laughs> I was talking about the Mets. I wasn't talking about the Marlins. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the Mets are. You think the Mets are going to be fighting for a wild card spot? I guess you guys came out to a slow start, but I read or I heard on a podcast or something that like the amount of baseball games that have been played so far are the equivalent of three quarters of the first game of an NFL season. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? It's like, that's why I try, I try, I know you, you were saying that you don't want to be as negative and I, I'm trying to also emulate that because th- there's so much season left. It's not like an NFL game where it's like, if the Bills lose to the Patriots and go, well, I guess the Bills aren't going to be the, win the division. You know what Dude, I mean? It's the, not like yeah. that. So, and and like the reactionary takes that happen in football uh, are, are so like, oh, game one, Dolphins lost. <laughs> I guess they're tanking for a high draft pick this season. It's like, all right, okay, hold on. Let's uh, let's take a breather. Yeah, here. like, like the Nationals were terrible play. the first half of this. Not terrible, yes. but they were very average the first half yeah. of the season when they won in, in uh, 2019. Story. So, yeah, um, with that being said, what were we talking about? I forgot. Sorry. We're, doing, we're just up. talking about how competitive this division will be. Okay, Brandon, I, I, I think we got to peek behind the curtain a little bit here. There's a reason why we keep saying, I already told you this. I know we talked about this. I know we agreed <laughs> to not bring this up, but you and I have both said like four or five times. I know we've talked about this already, but this is the second time Brandon and I are recording this podcast. Uh, 23 second, listeners. This is the third. I, okay, okay. <laughs> the third. It, we did three intros. This is the third intro, the second meet of the podcast. We've had some technical issues, some technical difficulties. Like you said, Brandon's in Nashville. So it's been a long day at the end. Hey, would it be, would it be a podcast if we didn't record it three times? In, you know what I mean? This is just, That's what I'm this saying. is just uh, the training wheels. Part you know, of the this art form, baby. This growing is, pains. If you want to quote uh, Alan Thick. Growing pains. I'm constantly quoting Alan Thicke. Uh, I want to also say that this proves just how dedicated we are to our 23 listeners. We won't. We won't do. We will do anything it takes to uh, to put out a podcast for you every Wednesday at, uh, at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And that's going to happen this week. Does it sound like maybe Brandon and I have talked about some things more than once? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't think so. I don't think anyone knows anything. That's what I'm saying. And also now we can talk freely, Brandon. I was just feeling a little constrained here. I wanted to talk about how we may have already discussed a couple things. For example, like how good the Braves pitching has kind of looked in spite of a couple bad performances from the people that you were hoping that they were going to lean on the most. Specifically, Max Fried, who had a, a one really bad outing, one good outing. And this is Tuesday at 5 o'clock Eastern time, so we'll see how he performs against the Marlins tonight. But um, but he had a bad look and then a good look. And I, and I, I think the differentiate or the uh, bl- 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 I think the way to differentiate the Braves from the Phillies the most is their starting pitching we've talked about that obviously Zach Wheeler's great obviously Aaron Nola's great but when you get past that it's a little sparse and with the Braves they had Ian Anderson throwing well had a little bit of a shaky outing but against that Phillies offense that's going to happen to to anybody um and then this Eno Eno a guy sorry oh my god Eno a guy who went up against the Marlins last night who threw like 
10 strikeouts in six innings, only allowed one homer to Adam Duvall. Like, I have, I've been very impressed with the Braves starting pitching so far. Yeah, I think that's going to be, over the long term, I think we're going to see the Braves pitching continue to improve, especially with Soroka coming back. Obviously, that really elongates that starting rotation where it's looking pretty good top to bottom. I mean, if Drew Smiley's coming in as your fifth, Martin, your fourth, that's pretty great. I know Ian Anderson, obviously, like you said, has had some struggles, but he looked decent uh, aside from a couple bombs. Um, you know, sophomore slump, his first real season. I think he'll be fine. But, I mean, that looks pretty good, though, with uh, with Soroka, Freed, Anderson, Morton, Smiley. That's pretty stacked. And then also, you know, you never know with the Anoa kid. But, yeah, I mean, the Braves, the thing with the Braves is they're an exciting team. They're they're uh, a fun team to watch. Even their bench, I was mentioning to you, that, uh, Ad- that Adrianza kid. Who, oh, uh, yeah. He's starting yeah. tonight. You mentioned this, and then when I was yeah, scrolling so, Yeah, so he our beat two out. So he was, he was like a utility guy for... For the Twins, and I think he played for the Giants briefly as well. And he beat out Camargo in spring training for uh, for that backup shortstop third base role. Mostly a glove first guy, but he had some huge hits. I mean, in the in game two against the Phillies, um, he had a big double and he scored that that run in that botched double play um, between Alvarado and, and uh, Gregorius. But yeah, along with that, I mean, the guy just got his citizenship on April fifth. We love to see that. Love to see it. Congratulations to the young man from Venezuela. I say young man. He's definitely 31. He's older than us. <laughs> the amount of times that I'm like, this kid is smashing the ball, and he's like 34 years old. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm was like, the first time that you were like, oh, no, I'm old? Because for me, it was 2015 when Conforto came up, actually, and he was younger than me. And I was like, oh, this guy's going to the World Series, and he's younger than me. Dude, it, for me, it was a lot of uh, basketball, specifically, because sometimes like some some kids come into the league, and they're 18, 19 years old. Yeah. Like, Oh my God! Especially if they're good right out of the gate, like oh, it's it really really. When you see that date of birth and it's like 2005. (laughs) Oh, dude, yeah, or yeah, specifically like baseball prospects, like yeah, if it's like the early 2000s, I'm like, oh my God, this is it. And you and me, Brandon, we're two spring chickens. We're still young. We got a lot of life ahead of us. Absolutely. You know, we would be in the prime of our baseball careers if we played baseball. That's okay. I know this sounds weird. I, I think about that. So I'm like, listen, I'm 28. If I were a basketball player or a baseball player, I would be just coming into my peak right now. I got to I gotta bring this energy into my everyday unemployed life. We would probably be, you know, we would probably be free agents and we'd be signing our first big contract, I'd imagine. You know? That's what I'm saying. Listen, we'd be Brandon, at Lindor I... time. We'd probably be getting that, that, that <laughs> extension or maybe <laughs> signing a... I don't know. You know, I, I always wanted to be like a relief pitcher. Like if you're a relief pitcher who like has one good year and you can... Oh. Uh, corral that into getting like a three-year 50 million dollar deal and you can suck the rest of the time and go okay i'm retiring now but you got 50 mil and you had one good year oh my god dude yeah i so wait is that is this just like a out of like laziness perspective or like when you were growing up what position did you want to play the most as a kid so i played second base and i pitched a little bit so i pitched a little bit in little league and then i got in my head and i was like oh no i'm throwing out of human and then i hit a couple kids and then i was like i can't do this but i had, it's you funny I had, I had one like it wasn't an immaculate inning but i had one like i struck out the side inning and i was oh like i'm God. pretty good at this and then the next one i was just like could not throw a strike oh I got that's brutal Dude, but i, I had, mostly played second base and i and i pitched but i had like a similar situation where i was pitching i think i just like was begging the coach to pitch and he finally put me in and there was my friend christian who was in my uh, gym class in middle school uh-huh. and I hit him in the back with a pitch and just had to like go see him at gym the next day and like I was like being too like remorseful I was like apologizing as he was like trotting down for space line I was like I don't think this is for me yeah. the, oh, I never cried in sports and the only time
time I cried in sports was when I let in like seven runs in my one pitching outing and I had to go to the dugout. And it was like there was enough players that they could pull me, put in another pitcher, and then I didn't just go to the field. And I just like silently wept. And my dad came over to put up his fingers up against the chain like oh. that. So I was just like, oh, dude, it was it was truly like honestly the that's most on those, that's on the coaches been. though. If you give up three, four runs as a oh, kid, dude, I mean, yeah, they should yank doing? that kid out. Yeah, Gang. but I played I played predominantly catcher. That was my that was my uh, really. You put on the yeah. gear. I put on the gear. I owned the gear. I don't Whoa. want to brag. What was in the uh, B All Star team, the second tier All Star team for uh, for the little league uh, division Whoa. that I was in, junior and, uh, varsity almost. JV, whatever JV middle school All Star game. Yeah, that was that was my peak of my athletic career right there. You almost went I, pro, is what you're saying. I think I almost yeah. The scouts were there, and I just told them I was more interested in playing guitar than I was playing uh, playing baseball, and they they saw the passion in my eyes and understood. Um, I've been doing. Let's get back to the NLE so that we don't alienate all of our 23 listeners. But I was doing this new thing as like kind of like studying for the pod, uh, which is going on to. Braves and Phillies and Nationals subreddits and reading their post game. This mainly started yesterday when I was very curious to see how the Braves fans felt about their loss to the Marlins. And it feels like the Braves are really, really worried about their bullpen. Braves fans are are, are feeling like the, the chicken little sky is falling on their bullpen. Wow. And, and it was mainly, I think, last night was just like the cherry on top, like the straw that broke the camel's back, where they, I think they walked five dudes in the ninth inning. Um, and then just immediately we're like, our bullpen's garbage. Um, a little bit of Swanson hate, a little bit of Dansby Swanson hate, your favorite name in the entire division. Oh, Dingsley Swandle. Oh, Blansby Bloonsping. That was a bad <laughs> oh, one. That was, Fiddler yeah. Monk. <laughs> I said, just I said added words. Bees, I just yeah. said words. Uh, uh, but yeah, so it's and and I and I know we were talking about this a little bit earlier during our first record, but I I think that the the comparison that becomes a little bit more interesting between the Phillies and the Braves is their bullpen because the Phillies. I was talking to Pete, our, our friend that's a Braves fan on Twitter, and I was just saying that I'm not scared of Alvarado. He's throwing 101, but it's like it's cleaning the dirt off the plate for the most part, it feels like, or adding more dirt to it. Yeah, I mean, so in regards to the Braves bullpen, obviously they were great last year, but they lost some big pieces in Shane Green, who's still a free agent for some reason. I don't understand that. And Darren O'Day, who uh, went to the Yankees. So, in, yeah, and they didn't really replace those guys. And the Phillies, well, they, they did the Smith. opposite, where they sort of, what did you say? They still have Will Smith, the Braves. That's uh, they still have the Will Smith, yeah. And they lost uh, Melanchon. That's that guy's name, right? Oh, Melanson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Melanson. He's on the Padres now. Um, yeah. But in regards to the Phillies, so they start off really hot, and people are like, oh wow, they really they have this revamped Phillies bullpen. But I think the stat was that the first four games they let up one earned run. Since then, they allowed twelve earned runs, and Archie whoa. Bradley just went to the IL as well. So whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, you don't love to see that. Yeah, you don't and love to see that. In regards to Alvarado, I mean. Super exciting pitcher to watch. Um, also, he got the bad rap on on that uh, that play that I mentioned earlier in Game Two of the Phillies Braves series with the the botched double play, and then he had to turn oh, around and yes. throw yes, Adri- yes, yes. try to throw Adrianz out at home. Yeah, that was yeah, actually yeah. Didi's fault too. Like it wasn't a bad move to go to second to try to get the double play, but Didi yeah. was playing in on the grass and he didn't know that, so there was some miscommunication oh, there. Okay. That kind of happened with the Trevor Rogers Aguilar play at first base that got DeGrom a single. Just some miscommunication with the pitcher and the mm-hmm. infielders, and and, it, and that kind of happens. Um, well, Brandon, I think that our fans are going to be our fans. <laughs> I think that our listeners. I don't think they're fans. If they're listening, they're doing us the favor. Uh, I think that they our just listeners... said they're not fans anymore. They're only <laughs> listeners. We're listening. We're not fans of it. We'll get to the reviews later. Uh, our Apple Podcast reviews. Don't forget to rate us five stars. We will read your review, and today we'll prove that we will say anything you say. But I think it's time, Brandon, to get to my. Worst segment, your best segment, 60 second stories, baby. Hell yeah, let's do it. You know, I, I kind of spoiled what did you say? I said I need to come up with some sort of like a intro for 60 second stories if we're gonna keep using this. 
<laughs> Maybe. Should, yeah, well, should we do like a musical thing? Yeah. This is 60 second stories. Hey, 60 second stories. You know what we should do? We should get your dad to record like uh, like some intros to our, our show or like some sort of like transitions for our bigger. Oh, yeah, he would do that. You would need to like add like music and shit. But yeah, he would do that. That would be so fun. Okay, let's do that. I'm going to I'm going to write that down. We can't. Forget yeah, yeah that. let's we do need. it. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. So 60 seconds. Uh, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. So I was actually I spoiled my story at first with the Edmonton Oilers. I got excited at the top. It was a tease. It was a tease. But I have I have another story that I thought of recently. Brandon, okay. okay. Before you get in, before you get into it, I haven't even so. got the timer up. How do you every single week? I'm like getting ready for the show on Tuesday. Like, what am I going to possibly talk about? I like I don't do anything all day. I play Dungeons and Dragons on Friday or Saturday. I go to the park and throw a baseball with Chris on the weekend. I hang out with my girlfriend. Like, wh- how do you always have stories to tell? I'm so envious. You know what? I, sta- I stay perceptive of things around me. I try ah. to talk to a lot of people. You know, I guess I just have friends and you have a limited, <laughs> a limited I network. I have a very large network. And that's also, happens. I love the idea where you're like, I'm talking to people like you're Billy Eichner on the street interviewing strangers. <laughs> I do. I yell at people's face all the time <laughs> in the street. And I think you also did Timon, the voice of Timon in the, in the live action Lion King movie, right? Briefly, they fired me for... I can't talk about it. It's, okay. Uh, it's a legal it, it, <laughs> We are constantly getting in trouble with legal matters, whether it's a grunge band that you saw maybe commit a crime outside of a, of their building or, uh, or stealing the judge Judy soundtrack. We're just constantly yeah, getting or, in trouble. Or, or wrongfully using the mascots likeness on our picture of our podcast. <laughs> we won't get sued. I think again, that falls under like free play, free use. What is that called? Like where you can, you can creatively use a, an image or, or audio. Yeah, uh, if it's, fair use. Is Fair it? use. Okay, right. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair Foul use play? Good. I think that's what it is. Foul play. Okay. All right, Brandon. I got the I got the timer on the clock. I want you to go on three, two, one, begin. So I caught on on Kimmel, he did some uh bit on power walking, and I remembered that so my one of my first days of college at Florida State, I had an English class that I scheduled too early because I thought I could get up that early because of uh because Dude. high school, like obviously, yes. like that's the mistake Very you make. Relatable. You're like, well, I got up at seven thirty. I can do a class at eight. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So I met a guy named Joe in there, and I met a girl named Lindsay. Lindsay, you know, maybe we're trying to flirt a little bit. I don't know. We'll Ooh. see. We'll find out. So I remember we were walking outside of class, just kind of getting to know each other. Joe was a professional bowler on the FSU team, a little off-putting human. So we made some joke about power walking, and he goes, "Hey, that's not funny. My mom power walks professionally." And Whoa. then and Joe was taking it seriously. This <laughs> is the competitive power walking. I don't know. His mom does it professionally though, and he was serious about it. And I was like, "All right, Joe, take it easy." And then Lindsay and I are like, "This guy." And then Lindsay and I. That's I don't it, Brandon. Sorry, you got to stop. You got to stop. Oh, we can't. Okay. We can't hear about the potential. That was uh, it. Road. Joe got pissed. Joe was a bad. Uh, Do you talk to either f- of them still? Where's I? Do you talk to either of them still? No. Okay, good. I was gonna say I didn't talk. To, I didn't talk to them by my sophomore year. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I'm in a college improv team now. Uh, watch yeah, what out, do you guys do? You bowl. <laughs> um, great story, Brandon. Wonderful story as always. Thank um, you. I emptied, emptied. I exited out of the one second or one minute timer before I did that again. All right, here we go. You ready for my story? Let's crack my knuckles. I'm feeling good. I don't know if, if our listeners remember, but last week I moving the camera so Brandon can see me a little bit more. I didn't have a story and instead just kind of tossed around for 60 seconds. But this time I have a story and here we go. So Brandon, um, I recently purchased a bicycle before I realized I was going to lose my cell phone and have to pay a thousand dollars for a new one. 
I I purchased a bicycle from a man, literally just like on the streets, slinging bikes out of his basement. It was like one of the most New York City things I've ever done. My roommate Austin, you know Austin, he just told me that he bought a guy from his bike guy. He said, "Here's my bike guy. Go pick up a bike." Long story short, I uh, I saw a bike. I fell in love with it. I've been trying to find excuses to bike around the city because. Um, my girlfriend Miranda doesn't have a bike, so I, there's very few moments where we're going out. To, I'm running out of time. I gotta just cut to it. So I bike to get my haircut. I, this is the second haircut I've gotten at all of quarantine for the most part. I don't. I don't think I told you this, but I straight up buzzed my hair like six months ago, just like full two all around. Um, didn't look great, but I went to go get my haircut, and this guy's cutting my hair. We're just trying trying to casually talk and like find something in common. And I just always have this moment where I'm getting my haircut and I have to agree with whatever the guy says. And he's like, Hey, uh, I think the worst part about quarantine is not being able to go to the gun range though. And I was like, yes, totally agree. Okay. Sorry. I ran out of time. Uh, and you're not a gun guy at all. I know I'm not a gun guy either. No, no. And I mean, we've already, I mean, we've, we've already, uh, peeked behind the curtain. We both now know that we've only shot guns once in our entire lives and it was yep. not an enjoyable experience for either of us. Yeah, no, I, I, did the clay pigeon thing right before quarantine with some like southern i don't know they might listen to this no they're just like more like southern boys in florida you know hey, I mean, listen, there's nothing experience. wrong yeah nothing hey, wrong ain't nothing with, wrong with that honey honestly we would be we would be <laughs> hey honey ain't nothing wrong they would be uh we'd be shooting ourselves in the foot if we were uh pissing on southern people on a, on a baseball podcast that's specifically about the east hey Coast, we so. love the braves baby all right come on let's shoot some clay pigeons let's yeah. shoot some pigeons down at the hole Hey, hey, they shoot come come out of that hole. hole and they're clay and they're in the air and you gotta shoot them. <laughs> it's a lot of steps. All right. A lot of, come yeah. on, just put it out there. Uh, you weren't good at it though, I'm, I'm assuming? I didn't get one. Like it was at the end where they're like, all right, you gotta get one today. And I just never did. I never hit one oh. and they were like, come on. And <laughs> it was, you know what? I'm you? not gonna, I'm not gonna do it again. But there was a, a, a normal gun range right next to where that course was. Okay. Because you know, like the clay pigeons is sort of like a golf mm-hmm. course. We go to different yeah holes or whatever. Um, and they do the actual gun range close by. So you just heard like bang, 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 like behind, like next to it, and it was That's freaky. Scary. And I hated That's it. Scary. And it was just too much power for just That's no one my I trust. Thing. I don't want to hold a gun, uh, anything that's capable of murdering people. Like, I already freaked myself out. Like, when I got my COVID first vaccine, I'm like, needle. I don't even want to look at this. Like, anything that like has any sort of, like, symbolism for danger, I want nothing to do. And just, like, holding a gun, I, I like, the first time, the only time I've ever shot guns, I shot a handgun. I shot, like, a couple rifles and then a handgun. And, like, the mobility and, like, the speed in which you could shoot, I was just like, this is a this is a dangerous, dangerous thing. I want nothing to do with this. So I'm glad you and I are the same terms. Our listeners don't have to worry about us shooting guns or <laughs> doing anything crazy. That that, that kind of had some sort of a. I, I want to. That was not trying to implicate Brandon and I in any future crimes. That was not, that was not what I was alluding to at all. Hey, if you find out there's a story where they're like two guys <laughs> that do a baseball podcast killed someone, it can't be us. We don't like guns. No, we don't like guns. The two people that host NLFs would never commit crimes. I just want to put that officially on the. Never, unless it's like record. legal ones, like stealing music or images. Yes, <laughs> any sort of like a yeah copyright infringement we yeah, would actually yeah, yeah. be guilty of. Brandon, we have a couple. We have a couple. We have a few actually really good, interesting series coming up uh, in the NL East too. So let's let's get rolling on those. We have the Marlins first, the Braves and the Giants first. The Marlins have already completed their first game of what I believe is a four game series against the Braves, winning in extra innings, five to three. I think was the final score. Sandy Alcantara got the no decision. Um, and that uh, Enoa guy who looked really good. Uh, also, I guess he technically got the loss. I don't know what the the final score was. Loss or no decision. Um, 
but yeah, dude, I, I'm really excited to see how we compete. If we can, if we can hold um, the Braves' feet to the fire of our series, it's going to be really bad for Braves fans and really promising for Marlins fans. Yeah, I mean, the Braves, obviously, they were looking hot after they, they got swept by the Phillies in the first series. They're coming out hot. Last few games are looking a little... Uh, they weren't looking rusty. They just had some bad luck, it seems like, right? And some yeah, bullpen dude. woes. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, obviously, it'll be it'll be a big uh, big win in your part if if the Fish can can pull a few games out against this Brave series. But yeah, interesting games uh, this coming week. Obviously, they're getting out of the the inner division battles uh, after the first half of this week. So that's what it seems like. Next weekend will be a lot of just uh, strange matchups that we weren't anticipating. Yeah, yeah. West Coast and Central. So that means we got to watch more games, and that's okay. We all right. We're not mad about it. (laughs) Okay. Kind of just like, again, we're just truly pulling the curtain back today. Uh, How has it been having to watch a lot more like uh, or feeling an obligation to watch more baseball games than you have previously? Because before I was just like, I'll watch most Marlins games I can catch. Now I'm like, I got free MLB TV with my T-Mobile. I'm watching any NL East matchup. It's either like in the background or I'm like trying to pay attention to it. It's been almost like exhausting is a strong word, but it has been a lot more of a responsibility than I was anticipating. Yeah, I mean, I think before, like, maybe if you said it was a tight game, you'd put it on. So maybe in, like, that, in the bomb game, be like, oh, it's 6-6. Six, six. Like, let's let's put the let's game on and out. check it out. So, yeah, but, I mean, you know what? I don't hate it because I love baseball. And I do You grow to know a lot of these players. Obviously, like I said, the Braves, we love everyone except Dingles B. Swanson. So <laughs> except, yeah, we love everyone Barnaby in the Braves. Barnaby Yeah. <laughs> Barnaby's Hong. a good fake one. What? Barnaby's a good, I said Barnaby's a good fake one. You said Barnaby? Was that the first Barnaby. one? Barnaby. Barnaby Blonson. Barnaby Blonson. Oh, <laughs> hello there. Shortstop oh. for the Atlanta Braves. Ooh, Barnaby uh, slash Hobbit returning the ring to Mordor. <laughs> That's the best one. I think that one wins. Barnaby Blonson. All right, put that in. Let's new, get a tattoo. New segment. It's uh, what's the best alternative name to Dansby Swanson? And we have to Every both week. come okay. up with one. So... Yes. Also, uh, that would be a fun thing for uh, anybody who wants to review the podcast. Put in your favorite alternative name for Dansby Swanson in the review, and we will read it on the air because we're going to literally mm-hmm. read everything. Brandon, we have some uh, we have some very wild reviews that we'll get to after we talk about these upcoming series. But I think another interesting one that we have going on is the Mets versus the Phillies. I think that's going on right now. Right Give now, as we record, they have, the, they have the moronic seven inning doubleheader going on because of oh, the rain out dude. yesterday. Moronic. Be- so, and actually, as we speak, it looks like there's a play under review. I have it on in the background oh, right now, no. so that will go in the wrong direction, probably. Um, it looks like it looks like it's if Roman Quinn offered up at a at a uh, offered a bunt at a, a pitch that went in the dirt. So mm. I guess that's what they're calling. I don't know they could they could do that because isn't that a ball strike call? Who knows? That's yeah. what I'm saying. We don't know. <laughs> if they can review it, and neither um, do the umpires. What'd you say? I said we don't have any idea. Neither do the umpires. Oh, it's Joe West too. No way. Okay. All right. Do you want to get into the Joe West story real fast? Yeah, let's get into the Joe West. What's the COVID thing? And then I'll talk Laduca. Okay. So I was just, this is something that started to come up uh, last season, obviously, because COVID was the only thing being asked about these players. But um, I know Joe West went on the, um, went on the record and was talking about how he doesn't think COVID is as big of a deal. Yeah. Here's a Chicago Tribune headline. I don't know if I'll have access to it, but umpire Joe West skepticism about the COVID-19 death count puts his judgment under fire before the NFL or MLB season even begins. I mean, in Joe West's defense, he's 67 years old, and with any like white uh, 67-year-old baseball fan that's a man, it's very questionable any of your politics. I think anybody, nobody would be surprised if you were denying COVID deaths. But I'm also pretty sure he is a outspoken Trump supporter. Yeah, this is an indis- – look, okay, here's – wait, this is Hank's quote. 
I know West for a while and always enjoyed listening to him, whether we agreed or not. His act has been somewhat muted in the age of video replay in which he no longer gets to argue with managers about calls on the field. And then they said they don't think it matters about his uh, his politics. But honestly, very rarely am I on the side of Joe West. And you'll tell us right now, I think I'm kind of on the side of Joe West here. You're talking LaDuca? I'm talking La- I'm talking LaDuca, baby. So Paul LaDuca, former veteran catcher of the Marlins and Mets amongst... Uh... What was the other team he was on? I couldn't tell you. Marlins and Mets, most notably. But uh, Paul LaDuca, so he was... Joe West filed a defamation suit against Paul LaDuca for $500,000 because apparently Paul LaDuca said in his book that Billy Wagner told him to set up more inside during a game uh, when they were the battery for the Mets. And... And what and Laduca goes like, why? How? That's Joe West. He's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna give you a freebie. And Wagner says, go ahead. And he said it's because Joe West likes driving old cars. And when he's in town, Billy Wagner lets him drive his '57 Corvette. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. And he was like lending him out his car in, in exchange for uh, favorable calls. Exactly. And then I think they said that there was an inning where he struck out the side, and uh, right after that, so. Afterwards, I guess they did an investigation and they found out that there was never an inning where Wagner struck out the side when Joe West was umpiring and Paul Duca was catching. In addition to that, Paul Duca said that he that it's Joe West. He threw me out of games eight times. Also not true. So Joe West <laughs> clearly won the case and Paul Duca, I guess, owes him $500,000. Joe West is kind of living the life right now because also in 30 games, he's going to umpire the most games of any other umpire ever in the history oh at the end God. of may assuming no rain delays and all that yeah. so joe west living the life right now getting paychecks from former donating gambling to the trump catchers. campaign no problem <laughs> cutting big checks for uh donald trump jr's uh inevitable presidential run um my favorite part about that story was he was allotted two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for like emotional distress or whatever and then the additional two hundred fifty thousand dollars was so that he could develop a public relations campaign to revitalize his name and win back the value i know isn't that insane the joe west pr campaign PR for campaign. the ages i know i'm so excited to see what that takes but i guess in uh they, what they were arguing was that he was going to have a chance of losing out on being inducted into the hall of fame if there was any sort of like evidence that he a foul play and he was relying on like speaking fees and public appearances in the future that you can make and like the value is much higher if you are a, a hall of fame uh, member dude who's hiring joe like honestly i <laughs> applaud him for his years of service but it's like who's hiring for a speaking engagement joe west <laughs> joe west come to my birthday party i'll pay you ten thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> my birthday clown is joe west talking about his 40 years in the majors uh he's full of a lot of good stories brandon i think we're kind of getting close to the hour i don't know how's it feeling on your end yeah what do we got left to talk about do you want to do feast or famine let's do it baby okay all right so my feast this week is trevor rogers i know we talked about this a little bit but trevor rogers marlin's like top 10 pitching prospect only left-hander in the starting rotation has had to take up a bigger responsibility since Sixto and alicia hernandez have been uh have been sidelined by injuries and he came out Battle Jacob DeGrom last Saturday, Saturday, mm-hmm. um, and through six innings, no earned runs, I think 10 strikeouts. Michael Conforto got him three times, um, and it's just a big relief whenever our prospects do well. Now, mind you, it would be nice if some of our hitting and outfield prospects would show the same uh, uh, 
positive upwards trend that our pitching prospects are showing. But you got to be elated as a Marlins fan. Trevor Rogers just really could potentially be our third best arm, fourth best arm. I mean, we still have a bunch of other prospects coming up, Max Myers and Edward Cabrera specifically for pitchers. But as a lefty, he's looking good. He's attacking the strike zone, and he's my feast this week. I know we always try to kind of avoid uh, our, our favorite team as our feast or famine, but you got to talk about him this time. I like that. I endorse that. He was exciting to watch, honestly. I mean, it, albeit a frustrating game for Mets fans, uh, he impressed for sure, and it's always good to have a lefty. I mean, honestly, if you're a successful lefty, you're going to be in the rotation, so I love it. Yeah. All right. What's your feast? So my feast is an Marcelo Zuna breakout week. I know he's been scuffling Ooh. a bit. He's looking a little yeah. shoddy in left field, as we said that he would, but you know what? Brian Snicker actually mentioned, he said, this is the guy that I think is going to break out next for us. The Braves are no hitting Albies, uh, Acuna. They're all hitting. They're exciting to watch, but I do think... Ozuna's breakout week is coming. He won a silver slugger last year. Come on. Give the guy a break. He can still mash, even though he's not great out in left field. I'm going to say Ozuna maybe gets a couple dingers this week under his belt. I like that. I like that call. Let's uh, let's move on to our famines, too. And, Brandon, I'm just sick of all of these game cancellations. That's my famine of the week. Oh, God, like we, we had a rain out on Sunday. You had a rain out on Monday. We have like uh, we've had a lot of COVID cancellations the in the NL East. Yeah. The Nationals just ruined a lot of stuff, and it's just I we were very excited for a 162 game season, some sort of return to normal. Brandon, this is the new normal, baby. <laughs> <laughs> is this the new normal? Is it unprecedented? Would you say? <laughs> I think uh, these are this is uncharted waters. I think this is the new normal. Oh wow! Uh, how will we return to normalcy? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so hard getting back to everyday life, Brandon. Can you imagine? I'm going to have like PTSD going to like a party or something. <laughs> I can't wait to go back to parties and not talk to anybody. Am I right? Uh, I'm going to go home and start watching Netflix again and ordering pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think we're I think we're just incredibly sick of these game cancellations. I just want baseball to be played, baby. And I know that the Marlins haven't really had a lot of uh, a lot of impact other than that Sunday game being rained out, which shouldn't have happened. I mean, I don't need to. I don't even think I need to say this. People can probably guess that we are both in support of Marcus, Marcus Stroman's comments about the game cancellation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just a frustrating part of the of the baseball season so far. Yeah, I mean, the Mets have played 5 of 12 games, I think. Oh, my God. Or 5 dude, of 10 awful. games in the first 12 games of the season. So, and it's also extremely weird when stressful. You look, at, and, you look at the standings, too, and you're like, I don't really know how to how to like decipher this because no team has played the same amount of games so far. <laughs> right. It's like, you're, yeah, you're two games back if you played four less games than the first place. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a little... Fr- uh, freaky and it sucks because of these double headers they're gonna have to do these seven inning double headers as we see the first one tonight between the Mets and Phillies but my famine for this week is uh young David Peterson the lefty on the Mets our yeah. the Trevor Rogers of our team maybe not as highly touted but Peterson who had a great year last year struggled he was the one starting pitcher that struggled in his first start of the season you know I'm gonna say that his struggles might continue and and unfortunately I think he's gonna get the axe when Carrasco or Noah uh, Syndergaard come back from injury so think you're gonna le- send him back down yeah I think I think he probably will because just because they have Lucchese in the bullpens as a lefty so I think Peterson you know might struggle through his few starts I hope he doesn't obviously as a Mets fan but you know I if you look at his stats from last year um, his not to get all an- analytical but his xFIP <laughs> and FIP are kind of high meaning that like his fielding independent pitching yes like if he didn't get some lucky outs out there his ERA wouldn't be looking too good. So we're back to love and math on this podcast, Brandon. We're math fans. We love now. math. If it justifies <laughs> David Peterson being bad. No, I love Peterson. I think he's great. And there's a great story on him on the athletic and the, and his family's background in horse racing. 
Super interesting. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, very interesting guy. I'm a big fan of him, and I hope he succeeds in the majors, but I do think he might be struggling a little bit longer. You hate to see it. Brandon, it's time to move along to our final segment, our reoccurring final segment, where we read our five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. First off, thank you so much to anybody that's done that. Uh, let's be earnest for a second, but I know Brandon and I are very appreciative of all the support we've gotten from our friends Absolutely, and our thank you. But if we have any one-star reviews, we'd also love to read those because that's interesting to me. Uh, Brandon, don't encourage that. Um, <laughs> we, our first review comes from... Now, I'm starting to see a reoccurring trend here, Brandon. We have a lot of Major League Baseball players reviewing our podcast. Uh, two, I mean, the only two so far have been out of division. It says Zach Granke wrote a review for us. Wow. Well, you know what? They eat, sl- sleep, and drink baseball. So, you know what? I'm That's not surprised that they're looking for the next big thing in pod- baseball podcasts. They want to listen to the 112th highest rated baseball podcast on Apple Charts. 111th this week. Make it happen, hey! people. <laughs> Let's go. Let's bump it up. Zach Granke with a simple five-star review he says this rules and honestly granky we appreciate those kind of words hey thanks crank i know you had a tough game yesterday you threw a 51 mile per hour pitch by the way i saw that dude that was nuts love that guy you know he's yeah. he's operating in his own wavelength so if there's one player that would listen to the podcast it's mr granky <laughs> that's true and honestly mr cranky if you're listening we would love to have you on we're big fans of yours We'd also i just to. saw teoscar hernandez has covid i just got a push notification oh whoa that blue jays uh blue jays outfielder tested positive all right now, our next review, another five-star, um, comes from made-up name 987654321. So, hard to tell who that's from. Um, mm-hmm. And they said, funny and informative. Had a ball listening. More like a home fun. Ooh. Which, you know, I, I know. We love puns on the podcast. We're big fans of all those words. Wow. That's, you know what? That gets, uh, that does not get a Zach Eflin. The Zach Eflin was on the last podcast. It was not on this recording. <laughs> <I think. laughs> no! Oh, that was a great bit. We did have a bunch of great bits. That's just uh, hey, we did that's on never going to see too. the light of day. Hey, you know what? We I feel like once we opened up the curtain, admitted to the audience that we had been in, uh, this is our third time around, it kind of let us shake a little bit of the rust off. And, yeah, and get yeah. Back we're the normal. man behind the curtain, right? Anyways, so the, <laughs> the next review comes from Zach Verb, who I do believe Zach Verbit, uh, a good friend of ours and also a, a member of our fantasy baseball or fantasy baseball league jesus what is going on with me um he says very good podcast but five stars very good podcast but i wish these two hunks would talk more about their sex lives hey you know what it's hard for us to do that because we're on opposite coasts so it's not very active for either of us right now i'm sorry it's difficult for us i will just ask brandon (laughs) no (laughs) you've gone too far we're not raunchy don't worry here i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna put a big bleep on that word and nobody will know what i said hey this is weird. I am seeing a reoccurring uh, theme here in our reviews. Uh, this is from SexGod99. That's uh, probably Zach Ranky's other handle. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm confident in Zach Ranky's uh, sexual prowess. It says, good podcast. First time I ever got a boner thinking about baseball. So thank you for all the reviews that we're getting. All positive. We appreciate all right. them. <laughs> Whoa. We should bleep that out, too. <laughs> I wonder if I can add beeps. We'll, we'll make it happen if I can't. Also, if you're listening to this, we don't know now, but you already know because you might have heard a beep already. Or you just didn't hear what we're talking about. It's hard to say. <laughs> All right, Brandon. This was a wonderful third record of the podcast. Our both of our entire days have almost been dedicated to recording this episode, and honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way, buddy. Hey, me neither. It's our 
third time recording our third podcast and you know what i give it three stars out of three yeah <laughs> yeah three stars out of three brandon do you think that this is going to continue like for our fourth episode we're gonna to have to record it four times fifth episode five times just so that's on and so a, forth. that means i would have to start asking if we died and went to hell if that's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like palm springs but about baseball podcasting yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> uh, wonderful job as always brandon really really impressed with your informative takes good hey good thank takes. you you as well you know I, I love your hosting i love your informative takes and you know what have a great baseball week. We'll be in touch. We need, yeah, we need a sign off. Should that be have a great baseball week? We'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. I like Bye. That Also, in this incredibly hectic episode, Brandon and I realized we forgot to plug. So make sure to follow us on Twitter at NLFeast, all one word. Follow Brandon at Brandon Brando Grosso. B-R-A-N-D-O-G-R-O-S-S-O. And follow me at SlimProTV. Thanks. Bye.